believe it or not, the Biggin Bros are back. I'm here, myself, Hunter, and my two awesome co-hosts, returning co-hosts, Zach, say some words. What's up, guys? Excited for this football season. Sorry we abandoned you for so long, but we're back better than ever. The football knowledge has grown. So let's get the season started. Let's 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 hear from our new guy John here. Hey, how's it going? I'm a Vikings fan. So. Yep, I'm a depressed Vikings fan. How's it going, guys? I'm John. Excited to be a part of this podcast. I'm a sports <laughs> journalism major, so I'm looking forward to get some experience and just show my love for the NFL. All right, guys. So off the top of our heads, we just wrapped up Monday Night Football. Hell of a game. Kind of crazy of some sorts, but we'll, we'll get back to that later. But just give me some takes from the whole week that just you have to get off your chest. Zach, how about you start us off? Um, so we had a lot of surprises. We had a lot of um, things happen that weren't expected at all. We saw the Bills lose. That was big for me because I, I kind of predicted them in the Super Bowl. I mean, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and start predicting things already based on just week one. However, there were some big surprises like the Cincinnati Bengals finding a way to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold looked pretty daggone good. That's um, facts. For the first time, I think, since he came into the league. Um, and then Jalen Hurts. Whoo! <laughs> man, oh, man. Let's go. It's, it's, it's good to see a good quarterback in Philly. And then these rookie receivers, we're, we're in for some generational um, production out of these guys this year. They're going to be good. So, Heck, yeah. That's what we like to hear. John, and for you? Well, something I want to talk about is, you know, that NFC North. I mean, there was surprises all over the NFC North. My Vikings, yeah, I think uh, that game was tough. I think penalties definitely beat us. You know, you got the Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers tanking? Was that actually Aaron Rodgers' full performance? What was going on in that game? The Bears, you know, it's just the Bears being the Bears, really. But what's <laughs> really surprising, the Lions putting up 33 against a solid defense. Is this going to be the surprise? And it's not the Bears' year. It's not the Vikings' year. It's not the Packers' year. Is it going to be the Lions' year? I guess we're that just is- going to figure it out. That is a steaming hot take two minutes into the show because <laughs> I am going to immediately disagree because that was the wackiest 33 points I've ever seen scored. <laughs> but I can I can secondhand agree with you here on the Bears. It's the Bears. It's not the Bears anymore. It's the Bears. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start this off with Thursday night football. We had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting Dallas. Amazing game to start out the year. Let's hear some thoughts from Zach. Man, this game was awesome. We got to see the GOAT, and we got to see Dak Prescott back. Um, and it looks like he honestly didn't didn't lose a step. I mean, he looks a little a little weird running the football because I mean it just looks like he still he still has that ankle that's affecting him just a little bit. I don't know if it's mental or if it's physical. Um, however, this game was, I mean, 
you got to be very, very happy as both coaches of those teams with the offenses that, you know, you saw on the field those night that that night. However, the defense on both sides was just terrible. Um, the the secondary really was where um, we saw the biggest issues for the Buccaneers. Their rush defense was amazing, holding Ezekiel Elliott to uh, how many yards was it? Was it like I'm trying to remember? It was 33 Ezekiel. yards on 11 yeah. attempts. He had, he averaged three yards a carry. Um, and that's that's big, especially since that offensive line is back and healthy. Um, but, man, those receivers in Dallas looked good. The the receivers in Tampa looked good. The GOAT is still the GOAT. He hasn't lost a step. Um, I don't know, man, but – I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy in on either team yet. I mean, the Bucks obviously they're gonna be contenders, but Dallas, we gotta see them play against the secondary that's not so banged up. Right, you guys, real quick before we uh, transition to John here, we're talking about the goat, obviously Tom Brady. You know, he's been in the league. About as long as Trey Lance has been alive, and I find that <laughs> astounding. Now, John, give me your thoughts about that Thursday night shootout. Man, it was a great game. And, I mean, I think it was really cool that we could finally see that Cowboys team be that Cowboys team. I mean, I'm sure you two disagree with that. But, I mean, you know, the receivers, like Zach said, receivers are doing great. Dak Prescott's proving he's a top quarterback in the league. He's worth the money. Eh, maybe not all that money, but he's worth money. Uh, the Buccaneers, I mean, they put up a solid performance. Again, Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's going to go out there and get the game done. However, I would be a little worried for that defense. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Cowboys have a pretty solid offense, but I don't know. I was expecting a lot more out of that defense this game. I was expecting this game to be a lock for the Buccaneers, and it almost wasn't a lock. It was almost – the Cowboys game, and then in that last minute, Brady pulled out. So it's just, I don't know, is the Bucks defense going to be what it was last year? Are the Cowboys finally going to be a good team? I don't know. There's a lot to think about with that game. All I have to say is that injury to Sean Murphy bunting was not pretty. It was unfortunate, and I don't know if you guys have seen the slow-mo replay, but you can see the bone out of the skin. It was yeah. not good. Yikes. Yeah. And it hurt the Bucks' chances significantly in that game. They Correct. still were able to pull out, but for the Bucks to be able to repeat and go back this year, they need that defense to be back in that form from last year. So um, let's just see how they do this year. All right. On to the week one early game slates. We're going to start off with Philadelphia at Atlanta, there was questions about Jalen Hurts. Is he the guy? Was it okay to trade Carson Wentz? I think so. But, Zach, give me your thoughts. Jalen Hurts, man. I I cannot even, you know, I don't even know where to start. That guy has been the leader that Carson Wentz had, wasn't since he came into that building. Even whenever he was, you know, the the backup, he was just 
the best leader that I've seen. I mean, this this team, if you look at the way they performed and the way they celebrated together as a team, they look like a family again. And that's how they were whenever they won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going back to the Super Bowl, but the trenches of this team are the strong point. Anytime you have an offensive line like the Philadelphia Eagles do, it's a top – I would say probably it was probably the best performing offensive line this week. Um, and they have that potential to be the best performing offensive line week in, week out. Anytime you have that type of offensive line that can do that, um, you have a chance to do some big things. So I'm super excited to see what the Eagles can do. Um, again, I'm not going to get too hype and excited. We did beat the Falcons. The Falcons aren't the greatest team. However, you know, we have some optimism in Philly um, and Devontae Smith. Everything, everything we thought he was when we drafted him. So super excited. All right, John, you have any takeaways? I'll take the Falcons take on this one. And that's that I don't necessarily think the Eagles are who the Falcons want to let blow them out. That's a really bad sign for the Falcons, in my opinion. You know, when the Falcons go on to face the Buccaneers twice this season, I mean, yeah, those games can be blowouts, but getting blown out by the Eagles. That was a really, really ugly game for the Falcons, and the Falcons should be worried. I don't know why the offense really couldn't come together that game. You know, they got decent pieces. They got Calvin Ridley. They got Kyle Pitts. Heck, you could even say Mike Davis is a top piece, and I don't think Mike Davis had a bad game. But, you know, it just overall was a very, very disappointing game for the Falcons. They should not have been blown out that game. Work needs to be done to that team. I got a super sizzling hot take right here. You guys ready for it? Yeah. Arthur Smith, first-year head coach, coming from one of the best rushing offenses in NFL history last year, will be the first coach to go out the door this year. That's my sizzling hot take. I think Arthur Smith will go out this year. I know it's early. I know it's unorthodox. Yes, He's a first-year head coach. You just signed and everything. But, man, just the energy around that team looked horrible. And I think we all need to send some love to Jalen Mayfield because we Ooh. sure know he wasn't getting it on getting it from Hargrave and Fletcher Cox last week. Man. But in other news, the Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Buffalo Bills yeah. at home this week. It's kind of crazy we're talking this way about the Steelers, you know, seeing that they were 11 and 0 last year. But John, what what do you think about that? I mean, it took me by surprise. I love that Bills team. I believe that Bills team is a Super Bowl contender, but this week they didn't show themselves as a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it's week 1. There's 16 more games. The Bills very well could still be Super Bowl contenders. But at this moment, they can't play like they did this week. Very disappointing performance. I mean, overall, it just needed to be a lot better from the Bills. The Steelers were just doing everything right with that defense. I mean, honestly, I think the Steelers' defense won that game. I don't think the Steelers' offense did terribly good. Um, I mean, overall, that was a defensive win for the Steelers and the Bills. They need to collect themselves, figure themselves out if they want to stay Super Bowl contenders. 
Zach. I think if you're a fan of either teams, either team from this game, I think you are a little worried. Um, you watched. I mean, it, it's week one, so there's some rust to be knocked off, um, especially for you know the Steelers, where Ben Roethlisberger hardly played in the preseason. Um, however, both offenses were just. Super lackluster. The Steelers couldn't get the run game going, and they spent a first-round pick on Najee Harris. Sometimes the offensive line matters more than the running back people. Um, so I, they probably should have invested some more into the offensive line. Their receivers still, I mean, they're still not producing as well as they would like. Um, but, I mean, week one – I think both of these teams will be in playoff contention. Um, they just both had rough weeks. I gotcha. I gotcha. And for any of you fantasy people out there, I want you to listen to this right here. Najee Harris played in a hundred percent of the Steelers snaps last week. Now, if you value volume, which you should, I'd start sending some trade offers. I know he only had five points in PPR, but I'd start looking his way. And we are going to the Carolina Panthers hosting the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, the second overall pick. Seems like he has a new best friend in New York and Corey Davis. But let's hear some takeaways from our guy, Zach. Zach Wilson, man. Um I've been high on him since the draft, since I started evaluating him. That arm talent is insane. Um, that arm has, you know, you can put that arm in the talks with Patrick Mahomes, some of the best arm talents in the league. I mean, that's some high praise to put on a rookie. However, the zip that he's able to put on the ball, the velocity that he's able to put on the ball um, is awesome. Um, he looked like he was seeing things right through that one interception to, um, who was it? Uh, who, who was the guy he threw the interception to? Give me one second. I can tell you. Uh, I mean, really the point is, is he saw every, he was seeing everything right. He just missed the throw just a little bit. It was a tough throw. Um, he got a, he, the guy got a hand on it and he took it back. One, it was a one-handed pick. So, um, dang, but Zach Wilson looked good. The Jets looked okay. Sam Darnold in his revenge game. I don't know if he was looking at it as a revenge game, but he played great. Um, and ultimately free probably going to be the comeback player of the year if he's able to stay healthy. Looked amazing. Um, it was good to see the Panthers playing some good football again. Um, Shaq Thompson, or now Shaq Green Thompson, had the interception. Gosh, I was watching Good Morning Football this morning, and we all know Thomas, Thomas Davis Sr., one of the Carolina greats. He loves some Shaq Thompson, I'll tell you that much. Check out that show. We are by no means sponsored, but 
it's my favorite thing to wake up to every morning. John, what's your thoughts about Sam Darnold getting a dub against his old team? I mean, I don't think it's time to hop on a Sam Darnold hype train. Sam Darnold had a great week, but you got to think of it this way. He wasn't playing an amazing defense, and he was playing the team's system that he knows the best out of all of his opponents this year. Obviously, you know, he could have probably predicted a lot of things that were happening that week. So I don't think it's time to hype Sam Darnold up. I want to say congratulations to Sam Darnold for getting his revenge game a dub, but he's got a lot more to prove after this. You know, he got his revenge game. All right, let's see what you can do now. Uh, but as for Zach Wilson, I think Zach Wilson so far is the best-looking rookie quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of time for that to change. I mean, last year Joe Burrow came in as the best-looking rookie quarterback, and then Justin Herbert took that over by midseason. So, you know, that could change. But I think for now, Zach Wilson is the guy to watch at the quarterback position rookie-wise. Unfortunately, it's not my guy, Trey Lance. He did have a passing touchdown, though, but we'll get to that here shortly. Now, John, I'm going to let you open this up. You know, I heard uh, a lot of things from you this week about someone used to go by – Butterfingers. I'd like to call them sticky fingers now. I know that's kind of cringy to say, but the Cincinnati Bengals top the Minnesota Vikings at home 27 24. John, you had a front row seat there in Paul Brown Stadium. Yes, I did. Yep. I was had the pleasure of being at that game, my first NFL game. I got to see my favorite team. It was honestly an outstanding experience aside from the loss exciting game good atmosphere i had an overall great time can't wait for the next one however i mean i can't help but be a little disappointed in my vikings um i'm not trying to be that delusional fan that wants to find every excuse in the book but i do want to say i don't think the Bengals beat us i think we beat ourselves i mean when you have a hundred more passing yards in your opposing team something went wrong with the team not the opposing team and so I think the penalties killed us this week. I mean, I think we had about 15, only 12 were – I mean, we had so many penalties, the Bengals were declining them. So uh, <laughs> but we had like 12 that guaranteed went through. We lost a, over 100 yards in penalties. I mean, you can't look at that and say that that didn't play a factor in our loss. And, I mean, you know, that, that fumble from Cook – it's a little tough to tell if that was a fumble or not. I think they made the right call. There just wasn't enough footage, uh, enough proof in the footage to overturn it. So I don't blame the call. But, ah, man, a lot of disappointments there. That was a game the Vikings needed to pull ahead as the top in the NFC North, and we just did it to ourselves that week. So, uh, But I think we need to move on the next week and just leave that behind us. Gotcha. Zach, any thoughts? Um honestly it was it was a surprise for me to see, you know, Joe Mixon out there performing the way he did. He had one twenty seven yards, bro. Great Joe Mixon. Um we haven't seen that in a long time. Mainly because of the offensive line there. Um Joe Burrow got sacked five times, right? So yeah. Um, that offensive line definitely needs to improve a little bit um, because 
that Bengals offense could be so much better if that if that offensive line could just you know up their game just a little. But it was all in all, it was a good game. Um, the Bengals, it, it was good to see the Bengals win. So. I gotcha. I mean, it was controversial taking Chase at pick five like they did. And many people wanted him to take uh, Panay Sewell, but I don't even think he was the best tackle in the draft. That's somebody that's playing out in uh, L.A. Something I just want to throw in there real quick, just for funsies. After the Vikings had like five sacks on like chanting during the game, you should have drafted Penny Sewell. And then I talked <laughs> a lot of crap just to lose the game. <laughs> Did you uh, get any in return from the Bengals fans? Oh, yeah. They were, they were definitely yelling, you like that? At me. And I just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got told I like that. like hot dog one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Zach and I ventured up to uh, Cleveland last year for an Eagles-Browns uh, game. And, you know, Carson Wentz did his thing, throwing a pick six to Taki Taki. And we got told we smell like hot dog water. Yeah. Well, we're going to go on to a team that everybody thought was going to be hot dog water this year. It is the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Detroit Lions. They won 41 to 33. And here's the crazy thing Raheem Moser and Sermon were out, and they still had a 100 yard rusher. Let's get some thoughts from our boy Zach here. What'd you see in Detroit? The San Francisco 49ers um, and Lions. I mean, I'm convinced that the San Francisco 49ers are never going to have, um, they're, they're always going to have a running back that's able to, you know, take on the load when someone else gets hurt. Every single year, somebody emerges. Um, but we saw Trey Lance, you know, score a touchdown on one pass. One pass, one touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. That was good to see. I've got a bold prediction for the 49ers, for 49ers fans out there. It'll be too long. Trey Lance taking the reins of this team. It'll be very, very soon. May even be as soon as next week whenever Jimmy Garoppolo gets sacked 10 times by my Philadelphia Eagles um, <laughs> and he throws three interceptions. So, um, but Debo Samuel looked great. Uh, who Who is this Debo Samuel? We, we've, I mean, of course I know who he is, but we've never seen him do this in the NFL. It was good to see. Um, the Lions, though, put on a late show towards the end of the game. Um, they were able to work themselves back into it. Um, and with a great onside kick, they they were into it till the last possession of the game. And we saw why the Rams needed to go get Matt Stafford because Jared <laughs> Goff was Jared Goff. Um and he did all the wrong things on that last drive. Yes, he had a lot of pressure on him, but he did nothing that, you know, an elite quarterback is going to do on a final drive. So, Right, right, right. John, what do you think about the Detroit Lions team in general? Just, like, give me your thoughts about the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, just give me your thoughts about them. <laughs> I mean, going into the beginning of the season, I ranked them 32. 
Um, they're definitely not going to be 32 after this week. I, I don't think I'm going to remove them from the top. I mean, the bottom five, but I mean, you know, I, I, they definitely aren't, they proved that they aren't the worst team in the NFL this week. I mean, it was just, they had a great offensive week. I mean, just unfortunately, they just couldn't top the offensive week the 49ers had. It was great seeing Debo Samuel out there. It was great seeing that the 49ers couldn't have a run game with literally any running back ever. And, I mean, it was cool seeing Jamal Williams have the day that he did. I mean, fantasy owners of Jamal Williams should be happy. I mean, like, it's just that he's tied for second with Joe Mixon in fantasy points at running back position. That's just insane. Like, I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, no, I mean, the Vikings – I mean, uh, the Lions offense, they had a day. Jamal Williams, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift – and along with the 49ers, I mean, it was just overall great offensively between both teams. Defensively, not so much. Unfortunately, I can speak for the Jamal Williams uh, owners out here in fantasy. I had him and Swift on my bench this week <laughs> because I wasn't too confident, and they both dropped 25 in PPR leagues. So that hurt. But I still got the W. Still got the win, but – 50 points on your bench doesn't feel so good, especially when it's just two players. And I have a real quick question for you guys, and I just want to debate here, okay? It's really serious, but who has the better flow, Hawkinson or Kittle? Kittle. Easy. I'm going Hawkinson. No. He had the curls, man. Dude, Hawkinson might be the the – He's going to be in the ranking in the running for the second best tight end in fantasy football this year, though. I'm talking about their hair flow. I know, but I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, it's totally TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. My boy Kittle looks greasy as heck. You got Hawk. <laughs> Hawk, was, Hawk was in in all the leagues I drafted in. He was going in the fifth round, and he's going to be the second best fantasy tight end this year. So. <sighs> Good yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, we're talking about Kittle's hair, man. It's still good flow. <laughs> I like Kittle's hair. I like when it gets all sweaty and you see the dripping off of it. That's okay. Not... We are moving to Houston. That sounded really bad. <laughs> the Jaguars and Trevor Trevor Lawrence's NFL debut against the consensus worst team in the NFL, the Houston Texans. He threw three picks. What happened, John? I mean, man. (laughs) Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not play like how Trevor Lawrence should have been playing. I don't think he was playing how he should have been playing in preseason either. I mean, we hype up these guys who were really good in college, and then, you know, it's, it's not always the same thing. I mean, I would love to see Trevor Lawrence have an outstanding career. But, I mean, I don't know. Just because he's a first overall pick doesn't mean he's Andrew Luck. I mean, that is what it is. And, I mean, he's going to have to perform a lot better. Urban Meyer is going to have to be a better coach. I mean, (laughs) Jaguars have definitely moved to my bottom team in the NFL this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had back-to-back first overall picks. <laughs> um, the Texans, there was a reason I didn't rank the Texans at the bottom, and that's because there's a lot of offensive names on that Texans offense. And although they aren't great names, they're not guys that you want starting. I mean, 
you can't ignore that running back room. They got four running backs that have done great things in the NFL. And, I mean, they're like, they may be old. They may be washed. It is what it is. But, I mean, like, you got four of them. One of them's going to perform well. And this week it was Mark Ingram. He did have a heck of a week. They have Philip Lindsay in there. Who's the other guy? It's another big name. David Johnson. And, I mean, you all might disagree with me, but Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead saw it. I mean, hell, I saw Danny Amendola catching touchdown passes this week. We might I as mean, well just get the 2015 Patriots on the – Once upon a time, I had Rex Burkhead on a fantasy team. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> was it like a 32-man league? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was actually pretty good one of those years for the Patriots. But, I mean, yeah, it's not the same Rex Burkhead it was like three years ago. Zach, how are you feeling about Tyrod Taylor? He balled out. Tyrod Taylor looked great. Um, in all my recollection, all my all my memories of Tyrod Taylor, um, I remember watching him. Though he's he, he can be very streaky, um, but he was he played like a veteran quarterback. A, a good game manager would play um, in this game. He was playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> not not too difficult of a challenge. Um, and I mean, but still played a great game. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He played awesome. Um, this whole, honestly, the, the whole team in, in Houston played really, really well. Um, and I've got one guy. I I just want to, I just want to say this real quick for anybody needing a tight end in fantasy football. All the people who are telling telling you, Jawan Johnson, Jawan Johnson, man. It's not Jawan Johnson. I'm telling you, man. Hell no to Jawan Johnson. Yeah, there it is. Good I'm God. saying hell yes to Pharaoh Brown, though. Pharaoh Brown. Okay. This is this is a bold prediction because he only had five targets. But Pharaoh Brown, just keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be good. Tell him. Oh, man. This is all I got to say real quick before we move on to the Colts game and talk about our favorite quarterback, Carson Wentz. But this is an announcement to Urban Meyer. I get it. You coached at Ohio State. But that does not mean Carlos Hyde needs the most rushing attempts on your team. Why is James Robinson taking the back seat? Why was ETN drafted in the first round? We don't know. And why is Carlos Hyde leading the team in rush attempts this year so far? It blows my mind. But Seattle heads up to Indianapolis to take on them Colts with Carson Wentz at the helm. Tyler Lockett had an amazing game. Russell Wilson looked on point. Metcalf did all right, too. Zach... Do you miss Wentz? Hell no, I don't miss Wentz. <laughs> Goodbye, Carson. It's good to see you fumbling for another team in clutch moments. <laughs> um, I I don't know what to say. I watched this game pretty closely. I wanted to see how Carson Wentz was doing. I wish all the best for him. Um, however, we do have the Indianapolis Colts first round pick if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this year for the offense. So you got to have 
I, I, I want the Colts to do okay, but not too good. But Carson Wentz statistically played well, but then he had that fumble at the key moment in the game. That's typically what he does. The Colts were also kind of painful to watch, just like the Eagles were painful to watch. Gosh, I know. The offense with Carson Wentz, no matter where he goes, and it's only week one in Indy, so maybe it'll change, but it's just looked stagnant. That offense looked very stagnant. And um, But Jonathan Taylor, oh, my – I mean, only 3.3 yards per carry, but he's he's – He's the real deal. Can we put away the fantasy hate on Jonathan Taylor now? Can we put that to rest? Everybody was talking about how he shouldn't be this, how he shouldn't be that. It's Jonathan Taylor. Do you guys remember him in college at Wisconsin? Do you guys remember Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, he was insane. Insane. The talents there, your talented players put up fantasy points. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. John, you have any takeaways about your uh, second-round pick in our fantasy league, DK Metcalf and the Seahawks? I mean, I, he had a good day. He had the touchdown. You know, Seahawks overall played very well like they should. Um, I think DK should have played a little better. Uh, but, you know, when you got a receiver like Tyler Lockett also on that team, Tyler Lockett's going to have great days. DK Metcalf's going to have great days, and they're both going to have down days. That's just how it goes. Russell Wilson, man, Russell Wilson went out there. It was Russell Wilson, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. Um, should be an MVP conversations probably. Um, Ooh. I'm just saying, Russell Wilson. Ooh. It, Let Russ cook. Every year. We downplay him every year, and he's always a top five quarterback. Love Russell Wilson. Love the Seahawks team. Excited to see what they do for the rest of the season. All right. And now for uh, – we're just going to let Zach take this take this whole game to himself. Mm. For the hell no game of the week, we have the Arizona Cardinals mm. whooping on the Tennessee Titans. Zach, take it away. Mm. Taylor Luan. Hell no. What in the world was he doing this game? Okay. <laughs> What in the world? I know you're going up against um, a top five rusher in, in uh, Chandler Jones. However, how do you give up five sacks whenever you consider yourself one of the best left tackles in the game? I don't know. I mean, he literally played so bad that he had to apologize and thank Chandler Jones for teaching him how <laughs> or teaching him a lesson and tell, pretty much showing him that he needed to improve. He literally tagged him in a tweet on Twitter saying that. That's How do just- you respond to that real quick? How do you respond to that? If you're Chandler Jones and he tweets that, do you say no problem? <laughs> like, what do you say? You're like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome for cooking you, man. You're welcome. Five sacks. That ain't terrible. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Good. Uh, Kyler Murray went out there, put up some video game numbers. Um, if we were to, I mean, this would never happen, but if we were to say today, who's the MVP? It would probably be, I mean, it would be, it would be very close. It's Kyler. Kyler Murray and Tom Brady. But I agree with Kyler Murray. I'd say Kyler Murray. Um, 
D Hop doing insane D Hop things with the. Did you guys see the big catch in the, the back? Toe drag swag in the My back of the gosh, end zone. Man, that he he's just amazing. I just, I just, just. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. That sounds bad again. Um, <laughs> I just can't help but to stare at his feet whenever he catches a football. No, I almost said the word salivate. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so I caught myself. But that offense looked really good. Rondell Moore um, is the receiver that everybody's forgetting about from this draft. He looks awesome in this game. Um, but the Titans, they just looked, they just looked awful. Um, I don't know what happened. I mean, it's week one. Mike Vrabel wasn't there for the last two weeks, so that may have played a part in it. Um, but Derrick Henry had 3.4 yards of carry, got stood up in the red zone. Um, about, I mean, they were literally two yards from the end zone, and he got stood up. That's not like Derrick Henry. Um, the just the whole team played bad, um, and Arizona don't sleep on them. They've got a real shot this year. So that whole NFC West is going to be fireworks yeah. this year. It's going to be the best division in football this yeah. year. Yeah, right. It's I think it's better than the AFC West. Personally, I think it's better. Agreed. Um, the division is better, but the team the Kansas City Chiefs are clearly after week one clearly the best team in the league so. all right Christian Kirkman had a great week yeah. Christian Kirk looked good I mean here's my take, take away from the Arizona Cardinals right there I think Kyler Murray is the favorite to win the MVP this year based off of one reason no matter what personnel they're in, well, obviously not whatever personnel, but the, it's always that they have four pass catchers, four or five pass catchers on the field. You know, you got D-Hop, you got Green, Moore, Kirk. Man, that was their, a bold prediction. Their number one running back is essentially a wide receiver in Chase Edmonds. So, so that's your bold prediction? Hell yes, that's my Kyler brother. Murray for MVP. Kyler Murray for MVP. We're hopping like on the it. wagon. We're taking it 5-5 five, five straight to the trophy. That's what we're doing. All right. The Washington football team. By the way, guys, have you heard about the finalists for the names for the Washington football team? I have. Um, they all sound bad, except the Red Wolves. I mm, think that's what's okay. going to win. I love the Red Wolves. But you can't tell me Armada isn't badass. Uh, it just depends. I feel like they could uh, get some really cool uniforms with Armada. But yeah, I'm Armada or Red Wolves. I'm assuming, else, I'm assuming they're going to keep the same uniform scheme, just get a new logo. I um, think the Red Wolves would be so sweet. Like, could you just be like, yeah, we're playing the Wolves this week? Like, that just sounds right. I mean, we got Jaguars. Yeah, there are no wolves. There's no dogs in in the NFL. The Browns, technically, but not really. They're a helmet. (laughs) They were named after Paul Brown. Okay. But the Chargers and Jay Herb 
from the Burbs. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, played the Washington football team, soon to be Red Wolves. Zach, what you thinking about Rashawn Slater, man? Put on a clinic. Rashawn Slater, I can already tell you, best left tackle from the class whenever you're able to totally shut down a guy like Chase Young. Um, arguably the best – I mean – Maybe not yet, but arguably the best defense end in the NFL. Um, He's right there. That's big. I mean, I would probably – I would say that Rashawn Slater put up the best performance out of all of the rookies this week um, to be able to totally shut him down. They literally moved Chase Young to the other side for like the rest of the game because he could not do anything against Rashawn Slater. So that was cool to see Justin Herbert put together a great drive at the end of that game to, to go down and win that game. Um, it's really sad what happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but Taylor Heineke, honestly, they might be in better hands with Taylor Heineke. That's my prediction for the football team. I personally think that they've got a better shot with Taylor Heineke at the helm. However, after what the Eagles did this week, it's the Eagles or Cowboys division. So Washington and New York, they can stay out of it. Yeah, Washington needs to stay out of almost anything. They just kind of need to resign as a football club. Maybe change their name to the New Jersey Giants like they've been pretending not to be for the last forever. Uh, just one thing I want to say before I uh, give the reins to John here. Um, could we could we think or say – you know what? I'm just going to say it. Rashawn Slater is Chase Young's kryptonite. Do you guys agree? Because in college, he locked up Chase Young. And now they're in the pros. Chase Rashawn, Slater, here. Rashawn Slater might be everyone's kryptonite. <laughs> I, I mean, mean yeah, it's it's hard to say that Rashawn Slater is Chase Young's kryptonite when they're only guaranteed to see each other every four years. I mean, yeah, Chase Young college. is a guy you to worry about. But when they're on the same field together, yeah, Chase Young better be prepared. Gosh, man. That is – it's honestly impressive because I think he's a mismatch for everybody. Chase Young, he's a mismatch for everyone. And, John, I need to hear your thoughts on this. We all know Keenan Allen's not the flashiest receiver, but he is one of the damn best receivers in football. What's your thoughts on Keenan Allen's performance near the end of that game? It was beautiful. Oh, yeah, I agree. I love Keenan Allen. I think in these past few years – um, you know, he's had it a little tough. I think Keenan Allen's coming back. He could possibly be a top 10 wide receiver again this year. Um, I love Keenan Allen. You know, I'm glad to see that he's finally out there doing what he should have been doing these past two years. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's an even better road for him going on forward. Um, but I wanted to talk about the uh, football team a little bit, and that's that, you know, they got some options at quarterback. I think the obvious one right now is play Taylor Heineke, see what Taylor Heineke can do. Um, I mean, they got Thursday night football this week. There's no point in trying to bring in somebody new, but I mean, you can't ignore some of the options out there. You can bring uh, Cam Newton back to Ron Rivera. I mean, 
that's something you should look into. Um, Robert Griffin III, maybe even bring him back. I wouldn't say he's a starter, but he might be a better backup than Kyle Allen. You never know. Right. um, One interesting take that I know isn't going to happen, but I just want to throw out there, is that Phillip Rivers has said that if a team is quarterback needy, he would consider coming out of retirement. Obviously, I don't think he does it now. I think he does it later in the season if he does it. He seems to be enjoying his retirement as a high school football coach. I think he needs to <laughs> But when the high school season's over, hey, maybe he should take a look. The question is, is does Philip Rivers want to come back and play behind the offensive line in Washington? Probably um, not. <laughs> and also – Philip Rivers, honestly, I think makes the team worse. I've never liked Philip Rivers as a as an NFL quarterback. I don't. He's a great person, but I mean, he held back. He honestly is the guy that held back Keenan Allen. Like honestly, like we saw Justin Herbert come in last year. That was Keenan Allen's. You know, really. You know, last year was the first year where I really saw Keenan Allen take that step and it's because he's actually getting the targets that he deserves right and i mean we all know the artwork of the routes gorgeous it's a beautiful route running unbeatable i think he's the best route runner in football sorry Devontae adams calvin ridley still keenan allen hey Devontae smith soon keep an eye on that All right, we're going to Kansas City. The Browns looked awesome. Oh, my gosh. Pat Mahomes is going to lose his first game in September ever. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to start 0-1. 178-yard bomb later, and it's over. Zach, (laughs) what do you think about the Browns' collapse at the end of that game? Um, I'll say it. I'll say what I've been saying for forever. Baker Mayfield is a good NFL quarterback. I just don't I mean this is this is kind of kind of harsh, but I just don't think he's going to ever get it done for the Cleveland Browns whenever he's playing a guy like Patrick Mahomes or even a guy like Justin Herbert or a guy like you know, any of these elite quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, even Aaron Rodgers, even though he played terrible this week. But he went out there. I mean, that punter, first of all, uh, that that was the turning point in the game. If that punter didn't, you know, drop the ball and run around, he could have punted the ball. Um, hey, at least we know Jamar Chase proved that he has better hands than the punter yeah, for Cleveland yeah. this week. <laughs> um, but that was the big turning point. And then they they had plenty of time to score, though, so you can't put all the blame on the punter. Baker Mayfield ultimately made a really bad play throwing that interception. Um, he should not have thrown that football, um, but he did anyway. And, you know, bad decisions yield bad results. Mm-hmm. And the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the hardest teams to play, to 
to win against in football. So, I mean, but the Cleveland Browns went out and put on a great performance, but at the end of games, you can't do that as a starting quarterback. So, Right. John? I mean, the Browns are just going to have to figure this Chiefs team out. Chiefs team out. This is potentially a team they could see in the offseason. I mean, this is the second time that they've managed to have a lead on the Chiefs, and then they've let that lead go. Um, disappointing all around. I mean, the Browns, by no means am I saying the Browns are bad. The Browns are still a great team. They put up a show with the Chiefs. If you can put up a show with the Chiefs, I don't care if you win or lose. You're a good team. Um, but, yeah, it's just a little disappointing that, you know, the Browns, they get there every time against those Chiefs, and then the Chiefs just come in and say, okay, this is the reality here. So, I don't know. I, I hope the Browns can prevail throughout the season and put this one behind them. They're a great team. They shouldn't let this one beat them up. You know, I have a question for you guys, and everyone that's listening, tell me if you have the same thought. But whenever you sit there and you watch a Cleveland Browns game, and it's against one of these AFC powerhouses, whether it's like Kansas City, like we saw, Buffalo, enter other teams, you know, these powerhouses in the AFC. Do you not just feel a stigma that the Browns are going to lose just because they're the Browns? I know their team is uberly talented, top to bottom, one of the best rosters in football, but it just feels like there's just something there that makes you feel that the Browns are not going to win this game. Do you, does anybody else understand that? Or is it just me? I feel that way. Only, I mean, and Baker Mayfield played a great game, and I feel that way only because of Baker Mayfield, though, if, if you feel me. I just don't feel comfortable personally whenever you're playing a guy like Pat Mahomes. If Pat Mahomes gets the ball, you know, in a, in a game-winning drive, it's it's over most of the time. He, it's he's kind of like Tom Brady in that in that essence. If he gets the ball last, then it's over. But that like, that didn't happen this game. It is so it's but, so unfortunate to me because I love my favorite thing in football is a good run game, right? I like dominating the line of scrimmage and running the ball, but. I don't – I think I can say this now. I think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have completely revolutionized the game of football again. Like, you know how over the years it's gone from, you know, running the ball more often to running it less to passing it. Now it just seems like all you can do is throw the ball. Buffalo, Kansas City, they throw the ball. And in a snap the game can be flipped by just one play because of just how dynamic those quarterbacks are and those schemes are. You can't keep up. If you run the ball and play defense, you cannot keep up with these pass-heavy teams like Kansas City. It is just impossible, it feels like. I know in the Super Bowl it was a different narrative because of the offensive line, though. But a healthy offensive line, healthy Patrick Mahomes, and the weapons they have, it just feels unbeatable. Because at any second and any moment of the game, it can be flipped and it's done. I mean, man, though, the Browns had every opportunity at the end of that game to win. They had every opportunity. And, I mean, Miles Garrett was putting 
great pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He just it was just it just wasn't enough. It was all ultimately it came down to the to the dropped punt. And then it came down to Baker Mayfield throwing that big interception and the defense not being able to come up with the stop at the end. Um, but ultimately the Browns played a great game, but it just wasn't enough. And it's because their passing game is not near as good as their run game. Exactly. So, well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Bama Bowl that happened this weekend. Miami Dolphins led by Tua and their new addition, Jalen Waddle, against Mac Jones, who got the start. Who got Cam Newton robbed of his job. And I can tell you this. Someone who played for Bama did lose the game this week. But it wasn't Mac Jones and it wasn't Tua. It was Damian Harris. What a costly fumble. Yeah, that game. What are your takeaways about the Miami Dolphins, Zach? Um, first of all, not the Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he disappointed in his first game this year, um, but that defense played great as always, um, forcing fumbles. At X Howard showed why he gets paid the big bucks. Um, and, you know, it was just – it was a slugfest. Honestly, it was just a defensive um, – it was just the defensive show. Um, I think Mac Jones played the better game out of the two quarterbacks. Um, and I think that this Patriots team has a lot of potential. If Damian Harris does not fumble that ball, the – Patriots win this game because I'm not trusting Tua to go and, you know, win the game in in the fourth quarter. So, um, ultimately, it was – I think this was the ugliest game of the week. But the Dolphins always have an ugly week one, do they not? It's every year. (laughs) Just wait for that defense to catch up. And, I mean, they're already there. Just wait for – I don't know. It just works out for Miami as of recent 10 win team that didn't make the playoffs last year. That bills game at the end of the year last year was honestly painful to watch. That was just, was not, was not good. It was winning it in just didn't happen, but it's a new year, new Tua. I am still believing in Tua. I think his floor is a game manager and that's fine, especially with the team around him. But John thoughts on Mac Jones. Um, I mean, I don't have much else to add, but I will say Mac Jones is a, a rookie that I really like this year. Um, great to see him get his first touchdown. Um, decent yardage, decent, you know, a passer rating. You know, he, he 29 of 39 for 281 and a touchdown. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he, he definitely did not do bad. Uh, I'm not going to put him above Zach Wilson, but – I'm going to put him above Trevor Lawrence, believe it or not, um, um, just for this week. Obviously, that, that could change very easily. <laughs> I, I like Mac Jones. Happy to see him get his first touchdown. But, man, I mean, like you all said about Damian Harris, it's such a disappointment that we have to blame this loss kind of on him 
when he had such a good week. I mean, we finally saw Damian Harris being what he was supposed to be, and then terrible. Now he's in the Belichick doghouse, and that means go pick up Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> go, go pick up Ramondre Stevenson. James White. Yeah. John. Well, John, I'm going to let you take the show on this one because I bet this made you smile and sleep soundly last night. The Green Bay Packers fall to the Jameis Winston five touchdown passes. Saints 38-3 to in Jacksonville. What's your thoughts? Kind of crazy. I mean, it's always a good day when the Packers lose a game. But I can't lie. I'm a little pissed at Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <laughs> I have Aaron Rodgers on uh, my fantasy team. Um, That's blasphemous, John. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy for me to say it, but, I mean, it's just kind of insane. I should be happy that the Packers are losing, but, I mean, I do think the Packers need to let Aaron Rodgers go. But on the other hand, it's so disappointing to see that – I mean, I I guess I should address this first, and that's that I think there was a reason that the Packers only scored three points this week, and I think that's because Rodgers is trying to – you know, sabotage the Packers. I mean, that might be a crazy take, but no, I mean, it's 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 not crazy. But yeah. just let me let me ask a question real quick about it. What does Rodgers benefit from? They're not going to trade him midseason, right? Why? I just think. I mean, it may be dumb for me to say this, but I think it's just better. It would be better for him to hold out and let a guy go in there and. Let Rogers team. It's unfair to his teammates, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean, Devontae Adams might even be up there with, with um, Aaron Rodgers on his decision. But Aaron Rodgers has teammates, and I mean, it just sucks for his teammates. I mean, if you don't want to play, let Jordan Love have the starting job. Don't be a jerk about it. Even and the thing is, backup going. Like Devontae Adams, this is a contract year. They're like best friends. So if Rodgers isn't putting up numbers and Rodgers isn't doing good, Adams is not putting up numbers, and Adams is not going to get that major contract. Because you know how these NFL teams are stingy, and all they care about is your production. So if Rodgers is doing that, he's really hurting everyone, which is part of the reason why I don't think he is doing that. So a huge part of this uh, loss today, for or not today, yesterday for the Packers, not yesterday, two days ago for the Packers, um, was David Bakatari and Corey Lindsley. I don't know how they let Corey Lindsley go. Yeah. Um, but that offensive line played terrible. And it didn't help that the receivers weren't getting much separation either. Um, however, if Aaron Rodgers, and this is very, very, very bold, if he was deciding to we saw this year, we saw this offseason that teams are willing to take chances on veteran quarterbacks that have shown glimpses. And Aaron Rodgers has shown more than a glimpse. He's yeah. shown that he's, you know, the real deal. Um, but teams are willing to take chances on QBs that had rough years and take them on, even if they do have to pay them you know, what the the team was paying them 
from the year before. So maybe he just wants out of Green Bay and he's he's just trying to lower his value so the Packers will trade him. But probably mm. but maybe. I don't know. We have we have Packers playing Detroit next week, the Lions on we'll Monday see. night football. So that should definitely answer some questions. But I personally am taking the route of thinking that missing, you know, time this offseason is kind of a detriment to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I agree on that. It's just but, bold. I don't know. He was still the league MVP last year, scoring three. I mean, not even scoring a touchdown. It was just, it was the kicker that got the points for the Packers. I mean, it's the league MVP. He should have put up a better right. He looked like he didn't care, honestly. Something is yeah. fishy about this. I think the league MVP should be able to score one touchdown. Right. Okay, so we are talking about the New York Giants hosting the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater balled out, looked a little bit better than a game manager to me. I still think that's his floor and his ceiling currently. But he looked good, and I just want to – say something i know it sounds completely crazy from an eagles fan as my as so myself um it's going to be really sad if saquon barkley is not the same as he was in 2018 and uh 2019 like that's going to be honestly awful to see because yes division rival and everything but I don't know. He's just one of the greatest talents to ever come out to play that position. And I'm going to kind of miss seeing him take 60-yard runs and throwing up peace signs to the Eagles fans. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know not, what I mean? it's not the end of Saquon Barkley days. Um, he looked kind of – he looked bad this week. Let's just say that. But he was playing the Broncos. The Broncos' defense is pretty daggone good. Um and then also, I mean, he did not – like, this was pretty much his first game action since – Yeah, week two I mean, last year. He hasn't really practiced. He hasn't been able to do full contact. This is his first full contact action. My only thing is I just – I'm afraid it's not going to be the same. I, it sure – it definitely will be still high level. But, like, I just – I need to see him take one with some burst. I know he's on a restricted snap count. I get that. But I just – I need to see it again before I can get that worry off my shoulders that he's not going to be the same guy. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and say this, too. Uh, I think that we can say with all confidence that Daniel Jones is – uh, I think his days are coming to an end. Um, hopefully, it's over. Hopefully not, but they should be. Um, he coughed up the ball in the biggest situation, just like he always does. He's just always turning the ball over. He's turned the ball over 40 times. And how many games has it been? He has turned the ball over 40 times in 28 starts of his football career. In 28 starts. That's, <laughs> That's terrible. horrible. Terrible. That is about – that's almost 1.5 times a game. Ugh. Pretty bad. Um, 
every week for Daniel Jones is Kirk Cousins on Monday night. I mean, honestly, <laughs> sorry, we might as well. We might as well just. Uh, we might as well just start starting like streamlining the defense that plays the Giants every week. Yeah, fantasy guys run over the ball at least twice. <laughs> that's a hey, that's two points. <laughs> <laughs> you might get lucky. You might go for six. That's eight. <laughs> John, what do you think about the Giants' week one loss to the Denver Broncos? I mean, I just, in my opinion, the Giants are just bad. And, I mean, it sucks to say that because, I mean, they got some guys that could make a difference for this team, but it was just it just feels like it wasn't enough. I think they're going to be a bad team again this year, and, you know, yep, yep. I, let's have another top 10 pick, boys. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I think you all are right. I think, you know, if if they do end in the bottom five this year, I think it's time to move on from Daniel Jones. So, I don't know. There's a lot for the Giants to think about. Broncos, though, I mean, Broncos had a great game on offense, which I think was a little surprising. I mean, I think some people thought the Broncos defense was pretty good. But I don't think a lot of people were really expecting the game on offense that they had. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looked great. Um, yep. And, I mean, if you would have asked me, name three players on the Broncos that you think are going to get a touchdown this week, I would have told you Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant, and Melvin Gordon, uh, Tim Patrick. And, and Albert Boone. I, I don't <laughs> We call him Albert O on the show. <laughs> Albert O, Albert O. Uh, those three guys were the guys that had the touchdowns this week. So, I mean, like, and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant had good days. Javante Williams, not so much, but he it was his first NFL game. He'll probably get there. So, he I was mean, yeah. overall surprised. The offensive players on the Broncos that you didn't think were going to do too good, they had a good day. Javante, I believe, had the most uh, attempts, but Gordon just yes. ripped off that throwback run. <laughs> I mean, Melvin Gordon, it's it's always hilarious. I mean, no matter where you put him on a team, he will get you 15 fantasy points consistently. <laughs> just some way. Just some way. As a Giants fan, I'm not a Giants fan, but and you have to feel really, 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 really stupid about what the Giants did. Trading down to take Kadarius. I understand getting the pick. Um, they got a pick next year or this upcoming draft, right? I'm pretty sure they did. I understand that mindset. However, you could have gotten Rashawn Slater. So they just looked stupid there, I thought. Yeah. They They're really, not known for drafting, and they really needed an offensive lineman. So, hey, we could also talk about how Joe Judge, you know, the real serious, pristine head coach that was so mad about Doug Peterson last year, no competitive integrity, uh, how he threw a challenge flag on a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe, but I think it's reviewed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. That's a real goof. You lost the timeout for it, bud. <laughs> oh, go Big Blue, I guess. All righty. We are going to Sunday night, and we're going to be talking about the quarterback the Giants should have taken at 10 or 11 or whatever they were picking. 
Hopefully he doesn't have 40 turnovers in his first 28 starts, and maybe soon he'll get his first start. The Rams beat the Chicago Bears 34-14. Matt Stafford was on fire in their opener at SoFi. Zach, what's your thoughts on that Rams offense? Um, That Rams offense looked like the Rams offense from 2017. was insane. Um, Matt Stafford, I am guilty of saying before this season – I mean, I probably shouldn't expose myself, so I'm not going to say it. But you're um, already here. You got to say it. I said that Matt Stafford was a slight, slight. (laughs) um, I I think we saw otherwise. That Chicago Bears defense is no joke. However, there were some busted coverages that typically don't happen against an NFL defense. but man, he looked good in his first game in in LA or at, in LA, yeah. And um, but we we still have a lot a lot more to see. Um, and I'm not gonna totally say that the Rams are you know amazing yet. But after Week One, they would be my favorite for the Super Bowl after Week One. They're also my pick. My preseason pick were, was the uh, Rams to represent the NFC in the uh, Super Bowl this year. John, you are very familiar with the Bears. You love the Bears. What's your <laughs> thoughts about him? Andy Dalton, he wasn't as on fire as uh, we thought he would, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to answer your question, but first I just want to say I guess great minds think alike because, hey, I got the Rams being the NFC representative in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. Uh, but on the Andy Dalton, I mean, uh, Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I did think that Andy Dalton was going to have a good year with the Cowboys, but then when he had a terrible year with the Cowboys, all of a sudden I was like, nah, this isn't it for the Bears. And, I mean, yeah. I, I might have a little bias and all that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just Andy Dalton's that guy, and they keep saying Andy Dalton's our guy. They put yeah. Justin Fields out there for a little bit. I mean, they should have kept Justin Fields out there. Um, but I guess I understand, and it was good that Justin Fields got out there for at least a little bit, but maybe he's just not ready yet. I don't really know. Uh, I, the Bears, you know, not a great performance. Rams, however, outstanding performance. That defense is legit. Rams going to be a solid team this year. Going to be super fun to watch. Cooper Cup, super fun. I Whenever mean, I watch it, I listen to it on the radio. But, you know, I heard a lot from Cooper Cup in that game. So Matthew Stafford may have found his new buddy in, in Cooper Cup. Man, every time I saw Matt Stafford drop back, I just felt like it was going to be an 80-yard bomb. <laughs> it was an 80-yard strike. I'll tell you something. Yeah? Matt Nagy is not the guy, okay? He <laughs> is not the guy. That offense, Mitchell Trubisky was awful, but that offense looked the exact same as it did with Mitchell Trubisky. It was just so ugly. Nothing changed 
at all for Chicago. Nothing. And the, it's like they're running the same offense. Um, they added a lot of speed. They added Marquis Goodwin. Um, they could do so much with the pieces on that team. But I'm pretty sure I was looking at a diagram of the routes that Allen Robinson was running. Um, and I didn't see one route where he went further than like 10 yards down the field. Like, Ugh. is that? Like, why are we not seeing, you know, I understand that your left tackle, you were down to your third left tackle in this game. But why in the world are we, you know, not seeing the team be a little more aggressive? It's like they just, I don't know. They just, I hate that offense. I don't like Matt Nagy. Go. Honestly, he might go before the end of the season. I would not be surprised. Here's my thing about the Allen Robinson performance. He had David Long on him all game. It wasn't yeah. even – it was not even Jalen Ramsey. A-Rob was open a lot. Dalton just didn't give it to him, and it's just – it's very frustrating. I know it's frustrating for the guy that I faced in fantasy this week because he snuck the lead on me, and then Allen Robinson played, and I had Daryl Henderson. And it's frustrating for Allen Robinson too. Like he's wanted out of Chicago for the past – three years out because he keeps getting franchise tagged and then they bring in freaking Andy Dalton to throw the football to him like that's any better yeah like, what in the world like yep and now Matt Nagy's career hangs on the threat of a rookie yeah so. he really needs he really needs to just put all his eggs into Justin Fields at this point because he's not going to make it through the season if he right. does all right, we're going to move on to potentially – man, we had two game of the year candidates for this for week one. It's going to be a great year. Well, you know, we saw the Buccaneers beat the Dallas Cowboys in a close one. But this might be the game of the year slash also the most reckless game. It was, it was just kind of – it had you on the edge of your seat, but it was for not good reasons. The Oakland Raiders – Finally open up with fans at Allegiant Stadium, the Death Star in Las Vegas. I just called them the Oakland Raiders. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, they took on the Baltimore Ravens, and they beat them 33-27. to John, you were watching that game. Oh, yeah. What I was happened, at, dude? <laughs> I was at work. I was sitting there with my laptop up. People were coming in. They were checking into the dormitory. But I was sitting there watching the game. I didn't give a shit about work today. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, I um, uh, I do agree with you that this is game of the week. However, game of the year, eh, I don't know about that. Browns and Chiefs and Cowboys and Buccaneers also contenders for game of the week this week. But Ravens and Raiders definitely had the most exciting game. One minute the Raiders were winning. One minute the Ravens were winning. Nobody knew who was going to win this game. We thought it was going to be the Ravens, but, I mean, hey, it was really fun to see the Raiders come out and show that um, they can play too and that the Ravens' injuries injuries are really making that Ravens team a little tough, and the Ravens are going to have to evaluate that and see what they can do. 
However, I was looking at the Raiders depth chart depth chart because, you know, I, I didn't realize all the defensive names that the Raiders had on defense. Casey Hayward, uh, Perryman. <laughs> Gerald uh, McCoy. <laughs> Max Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Unique Nagakwe. I mean, there's a lot of names on this Raiders defense. I'm surprised people haven't been talking about this defense. I think it's an underrated defense, and I think the Raiders defense could be pretty good this year. I thought Josh Jacobs, although he ended up with only 34 yards, I thought he he ran angry tonight. And the Raiders yes, honestly sir. could have won this game if they decided. Explain this to me, guys. And I might be, you know. The Raiders did win this game. I meant, yeah, sorry. I'm just so out of it with this game. Because why are you calling a hard count at the half-yard line on second and goal? Why? That was the Raiders, and they won the game. No, I know. I'm just saying why. Why, did you, I, why didn't you just put it away then? I don't think it was the coach. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that was Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a, a rough game. I mean, he had a really good last drive, but he had a rough game to to really start. He kind of, you know, struggled a little bit. Um, all he it seemed like all he was targeting at the beginning of that game was Darren Waller. Darren Waller freaking had 19 target, targets today. <laughs> he had 19 targets, 10 receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. Good for you, Darren Waller fantasy owners. Shout um, out to Tuck Tuck. Yeah. Um, but I just I it, it honestly was a big surprise for me to really see the the Raiders be able to pull this one off. Um, I feel like the Ravens played the better game out of the two, but ultimately it came down to that uh, Lamar Jackson fumble. If Lamar Jackson doesn't fumble there, then it's a whole other story. Um, but I can't say if because it's not theoretical it happened. So, um, But the, Ra- the Raiders really played a good game, and they surprised. I thought they were going to lose pretty bad based on how the first quarter went. Yeah. That changed. Yeah. Man, Raiders pulled through. I picked them to win this game. You know who impressed me? Who? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. If he's on waivers in your 12-man leagues, go pick him up. Um, He was even better than Marquise Brown. So, You know who didn't impress me? That actually – no, uh, that uh, actually I was kind of rooting for was Alex Leatherwood. That that was not good. Yeah, he was he was playing Yannick and gone. Uh, I think Yannick left. He was hurt, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. He played the whole game. I mean, I, I, you could have you could have blamed if the Raiders lost. You could have blamed the loss on Alex Leatherwood. No, he he did get hurt. Yeah, he did get hurt. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This is the uh, end of our first episode in almost a year. (laughs) Uh, But thanks for listening. Peace out. John, Zach, say, say adios.
Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. Make sure to come check us out on Wednesday. Um, wait. Yeah, Wednesday is our next episode. We'll be releasing, yes, we'll be releasing it Wednesday. Um, and we're, we're just getting started back up, so just stay patient with us. We're going to get a regular schedule going. Um, however, right now, we're just getting things going, so just be patient. But thank you guys for listening. Appreciate y'all. See y'all next time. Zach, Hunter, just want to say it's a pleasure talking football with y'all. Thank you, you so guys. much for bringing me onto the show. I'm loving this. Love talking football. And overall, it's a great experience. Having a lot of fun. Looking forward to more episodes. All righty. Stay big, bros. You heard it first from the big and bros. Peace out, guys. Yeah. Peace. Peace.